<laughs> the carpro.com talk line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. And uh, we are streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. In, uh, in 1984, I asked myself a question. Is America worth fighting for? Is America worth killing for? Is America worth dying for? And I said yes to each and every one of those questions. And off I went. But, you know, I still believe in this whole idea about um, of this American exceptional, exceptionalism. I believe as flawed and corrupt as it is, So on the text line, I've got this text. Bill, please announce station website and email, please. Well, the station website is 989WORD.com, and I my email is bill.frady at 989WORD.com. If you want it, for, for whatever reason. Anyway, back to America. I believe that this system of government that we have, as messed up as it is and as uh, pr prostituted as it has become, is still best. I believe the recognition of the God-given freedoms that we're born with is the best way to go. And uh, I believe that the parchment of the Constitution is much more than just old paper. I believe that's part of a deep commitment that was set up by people bigger than me, bigger than you, bigger than the government that we have today. And if we didn't have that, we would be ruled by a king or a fascist or a tyrant or an oligarch or a dictator. And the only thing that stands between tyranny and the basic universal human dignity and you know, is this form of government, this constitution, this bill of rights. So, and we have always been under attack. And despite all of that, we have fought twice the world's preeminent superpower at the time and beat them. We, uh, we have faced numerous things over and over again and beat them. And this has been thanks to the strength of American people not the government, the, the enterprise and the innovation. America has changed the world for the better in countless ways. When the American founders unleashed the human potential by recognizing our freedom, uh, they had no idea what was going to happen with this newborn nation. But they saw the limitless possibility and for them, this venture was worth fighting for. Then, in 1861, you know, the Confederate States of the South fired the first shots of the Civil War on Fort Sumter in Charleston, South Carolina. And we had a very bloody war that tore the country apart that cost us 800,000 lives on both sides. And still we found our way through that, that very dark period. And we fight bitterly sometimes over issues and matters that would come to shape the country. We had the 13th Amendment that enshrined an end to slavery. The 19th, which gave women the right to vote. We didn't start out perfect. But the system allowed for, for us to grow, to aspire to something bigger and greater. We went through the First World War, the Great Depression, the Second World War, and people came to realize that this country 
that was built was so exceptional that it was vital to humanity. That carried us through the Cold War. I mean, at one point we had as we had half a million people over in Europe ready to fight the Soviet Union. We all thought they were this behemoth that was unbeatable, and we would have cleaned their clocks. We didn't know it at the time, but we were there anyway. So, we, we won that war without firing a single shot. And we became good at defeating clear geopolitical people. People that were against us. But, something we, we lost something there. We lost something along the way. We became complacent and apathetic. We invite enemies here now. And they're within our borders today. They use their, our system that we set in place to take care of us against us to take care of them. And now we're in a fight for everything that we've stood for since its founding. Decay has penetrated society so deeply. And what are some of the normal things we have to show for this, leftists? Well, we have open borders. We have the transgenderism lie. We have the murder of pre-born babies up until birth. You guys have gotten rid of the merit system in academia and in the workplace and out throughout all of society. We have the victimhood hierarchy where the victim gets the preferential treatment in the name of equity, not equality. We have the censorship and suppression of freedom of speech. We have this big lie called climate change that's used to attack business and industry and commerce and, you know, even the food that sustains a population. And this persistent campaign to confiscate the weapons the citizens have as protected by the Second Amendment of the Constitution. Everything the leftists do is extra constitutional. Joe Biden got up there and stood up the other day and said, well, the Supreme Court told me I couldn't get rid of this uh, college debt, but I did. Any I'm doing it anyway. They can't stop me. We're under attack from every angle every day by a sometimes visible foe and sometimes by an enemy that hides in the shadows. In 2020, we saw what it looks like when you have a candidate who doesn't come out of his basement, doesn't campaign, is considered largely unpopular, but amasses the number of votes needed after 2 a.m. on election night and gets declared the winner of the election. We saw how an incumbent, and now former president, can be the target of collective mutiny by the deep state. The politically motivated impeachments and indictments and raids on his home and prosecutions and persecutions and lawsuits and other orchestrated maneuvers, all to save the sacred democracy. On September 11, 2001, it was uh, Chief of Staff Andrew Card who whispered in George W. Bush's ear the two aircraft had crashed into the World Trade Center and it was not an accident. And we changed then, and we have never fully returned to what we were before that day. But instead of somebody whispering into the president's ear, this is what's being whispered into your ear. 
America's changed. America is under attack. You really have no choice because the fight is here. The fight is now. There is nowhere to hide and the future of a free nation is hanging in the balance. If you choose, you will have to fight in a kinetic way versus at the ballot box because tomorrow we vote, don't we? We start the voting season tomorrow. We start with the primary. I'm going to vote. I'll be there because I'm always in on the fight, whatever it is, how, whatever manifestation it takes. And if conservatism, if, you know, if we don't win this election, we may not, you know, they're going to pack the court. They're going to try to do a lot of things. They're going to try to do a lot of things to submit to what they have today. And uh, this is just simply something we cannot allow one way or the other. So choose and choose wisely because tomorrow we vote here in this state. Get used to it. Go vote tomorrow and uh, absolutely get, you know, get into the habit of this participation because you can either participate and be an activist or you're going to have to participate and be a combatant. And once again, you get to choose on that one. But that's the only choice you have. Those are the only two you have. Because if you hang back, you're going to be forced into the second one. When we get back, I've been seeing this uh, this young lady, this uh, this crazy mayor in Dalton, Illinois. And I've, I've been watching her on YouTube quite a bit. Uh, she is really testing the system right now. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. All right. Now, understand this. I, I, I bring this up not because, uh, you know, this, this young lady, this mayor of Dalton, Illinois, she's black. And Dalton, Illinois is a predominantly black town. So that's, that, it's not about the race. It's about the fact that she's a Biden-loving Democrat in Dalton, Illinois. And she's been elected mayor. The, Dalton, Illinois has a combined, uh, a combined uh, population of about, I think, I'm, I'm sure they don't have 50,000 people. The median income in Dalton is uh, $24,000. Enter Tiffany Henyard. She has a combined salary as the mayor, and I, I think she's the city supervisor or something. Uh, she has a combined salary of $300,000. Now, for this, and she's been doing a few things, and she does a few things that might be considered a little unconventional when it comes to being a politician. But one of the things she does is, uh, like, they're now under operating under a budget shortfall. So now, if you get caught parking, if you get if you get a parking ticket in in Dalton, Illinois, it's five hundred dollars a pop, and if you don't pay it on time, it goes to a thousand. Now. She's being taken to task by the city trustees that are there. And she, you know, she's being called 
let's be nice, she's being called not the best example of a civil servant. And for this, she's going after her dissenters, telling them they should be ashamed of themselves for daring to petition for accountability and financial transparency. Now, one of the things she started doing is shutting down businesses. And now she's under investigation by the FBI. Uh, get the streamers out and the, you know, the hats because the party begins, I guess. Um, and she's shutting down businesses that are not donating to her, I guess, re-election campaign. One business older owner told the New York Post that he made one contribution to Henyard and her minions kept coming after him demanding more money. And when he didn't comply... They shut down his trucking business by failing to, uh, they, they just didn't renew his business license. And she reportedly uses the police as their personal Gestapo to shut down more than a dozen businesses after they refused to give her money. <laughs> and then we get this from a local Fox News outlet. Lawrence Gardner owns a U-Haul rental and trucking business in southern suburban Dalton and says he went to the FBI several months ago, frustrated that the village of Dalton would not renew his business license. Gardner says he's been harassed and his business raided and shut down by Dalton police. Gardner believes it's retaliation after he refused to make a donation to a civic event sponsored by Dalton Mayor Tiffany Henyard. Dwayne Wood has been trying to renew the business license for his restaurant for nearly a year. Wood did not talk to the FBI, but he believes he can't get Wood's kitchen approved because he had provided catering to several Dalton trustees who are engaged in a political fight with Henyard. He said, I think I've been targeted because of my association affiliation with a certain group of people. The trustees, I've cooked for the trustees. Now, her name is Tiffany Henyard. If you haven't seen her, you need, you need to go check her out on YouTube because it is funny. She's gotten out there and she has... Uh, compared herself to Jesus, right? She went out there, right? And she decided that uh, the mayor should have an official mayor car. So she ordered up a, uh, a Tahoe. And typically a Tahoe, if you go out and buy a Tahoe, uh, buying a Tahoe is about 70, I think they started about 72, 78, $80,000. Her Tahoe that she got on a lease, uh, she had her uh, village pay Auntie up $155,000 for her Tahoe. She has gone to Las Vegas, you know, on those trade, trade, <laughs> on those uh, trips where they go out there to rustle up new business for the town of Dalton, Illinois, where she's shutting down all these businesses that wouldn't be able to do any business because if they come there, they're not going to be able to eat. They're not going to be able to move anything. They are not going to be able to truck anything in. And uh, it's like the mayor, her honor, has set herself up as the godfather or the godmother, I guess, if you want to go that route. And the police there are her henchmen. Now, I've seen this before a long time ago. When I was stationed at Fort Polk, which, listen, any of you guys that are out there that have been stationed at Fort Polk, if you loved it there, don't take offense at the fact that I think Fort Polk is the armpit of the world. But right outside of Fort Polk was New Lano. New Lano, Louisiana. And New Lano had two cops. 
And New Lano wrote 2,800 DUIs a year. Because the two New Lano cops would wait till Friday and Saturday. They didn't really work that much. They would wait till Friday night and Saturday night, and they would get between Fort Polk and the strip clubs and the tattoo parlors, because that's really all that was outside of Fort Polk. We had tattoo, club, tattoo parlors and strip clubs and a Walmart in 1987. And when the FBI finally came in and investigated them, they found out the two cops that were actually writing these things, the guys on the street, could not carry a gun. And neither could the chief of police. And they all got disbanded. This is what happens when you have this unchecked power. Sort of sounds like Tiffany's gone this way, too. You know, you, the, the, the thing is, we sit back and we say, well, we have government. We have government out here so that we don't have these gangs of marauding marauders coming in and marauding us all. Wait, 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 wait. Dalton PD. Oh, yeah, yeah. Honey, get the checkbook. Murray Rothbard is quoted as saying, the state is a gang of thieves writ large. So, you know, I, I, I saw that and uh, I, I saw, I, I've watched many videos of Tiffany and um, that in and of itself, uh, just some of the stuff she said, like she, she chastised the trustees. They're all, you know, the, the entirety of the state government is black. Okay, big deal. So, so what? That's, that, that's indicative of the community, right? So she gets on the trustees for coming after her because she's black. I'm black, you're black, why are you coming after me? I'm black. Like, for some reason, and this is this is one of these things that you see with a corrupt person. Now, the trustees are just trying to get a fair accounting of what goes on with the money. No indication that this had ever happened in Dalton, Illinois, until the ascendance of Tiffany Henyard. Henyard. So, you know, she has herself a nice little gold microphone for civic meetings. She takes first-class trips to Sin City on the city credit card. And she's, I mean, she makes music videos and she has the cops as her backup dancers. This is, this is, uh, this is, I'm not making, I'm not, I'm not making up any of this stuff because I don't have that deep of an imagination. I mean, I wish I did because I could make a living as a writer, but I don't. Yes, that's right. She, she dressed up one time as Nino Brown in uh, New Jack City, the Wesley Snipes character in New Jack City. She, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen that video of her too. So anyway, I just thought you might find that entertaining to know that uh, some crazy things are happening inside the interior of the United States today in flyover country, they would say. You th do you th are, are, is it too late for us to rescue the, the United States? Is it? This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. All right, so still going on with it. I'm still in the New Life Weight Loss Maintenance Program. And the maintenance program, what makes it so easy to, to function is that it is uh, no different from the reduction program, which tells you something about the reduction program. The reduction program is not something that is stringent. It's not a hard thing to do. New Life Weight Loss, what it is about, it is about your relationship with insulin. Every time you consume something, you create insulin. What happens to it 
largely depends on what type of food you're eating. If you're eating a lot of things with carbs or sugar or something, then it's probably going to, you know, nestle right around your waistline, guys, in the form of visceral fat. If it's coming from, you know, if you're eating a lot of lean protein, that insulin that you create then, that becomes fuel. High octane fuel. And that's what you want. So, that's what Dr. Elliot set me up with. And the thing is, it, it you know, it's it's not it's not a it's not hypnosis, it's not a surgical procedure, it's not a shot. It's you and food, right? You and food. Right now, if you are a first responder or a military veteran, you got a $500 discount. Call for your free consultation, 864-203-4290. The website is mynewlifeweightloss.com. If you want to make a change, if you want to make a change, check out New Life Weight Loss. Going to do an audible here right quick. The carpro.com talk line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. Joining me now from investusa.org is Michael Letts. Good, uh, good morning, sir. Good morning, Bill. It's always a privilege. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Yes, sir. I, I was checking the other day. Uh, I, I, was, uh, I, I noticed that Nancy Pelosi is really good at trading stocks. <laughs> She's one of the best. Um. How how do these guys go in there with a hundred seventy five thousand dollar a year salary and walk out of there, maintaining two households and become millionaires? Just exactly what you just said. They have a number of different avenues <clears throat> that they create re- revenue and wealth for themselves. First of all, is uh, now they are not supposed to do it, but nobody has ever been called to, to the mat for doing it. They do insider trading. Every other day. And what do we mean by that? Well, the government has so many regulations. Okay, we have decided to let XYZ company now produce the following or to try to develop the next technology, this or that. And they know about it before the bill even gets voted on. They know if the votes are there or not. So either they take a risk and do it without the votes passing and just make sure it passes. Or they'll wait until it passes and then run out of the chamber and put it in order before anybody knows any better. And then suddenly, Mike's open. Two, two or three weeks, when it uh, begins to pay off, guess what? They made millions. They do that. They provide consulting to various corporations that have business before the federal government. So defense contractors get them all the time. Of course, they don't hire the ones that can't do anything for them. They hire the chairmen of the Armed Services Committee, other people. Now, the chairman of the Armed Services Committee, he knows he's got a good thing. So what does he do? He doesn't keep it all for himself. He spreads it out a little bit. Bill, you knew you're kind of hard uh, not knowing your way around here yet. I want to bring you on as one of my consultants in my private firm. Right. And uh, here's a little cash. And then, quite frankly, then there's the other legal way that they do this. Of course, all this is quote-unquote legal as far as they're concerned. 
they get these major corporations to uh, donate tens and hundreds of millions of dollars to special PACs. And then you remember the first thing I told you they tell you when you get to Congress. I mean, you get sworn in. The minute you're sworn in, you go off the floor into the, into a small room, coke room, and this freshman orientation, and they will tell you, guess what? It's time to get to work. You just got sworn in. Now it's time to run for re-election because everybody wants your job, and it's very expensive. So why do they do that? Because they give you a little incentive. You can either figure it out on your own, run out on the street corner and say, hey, I'm doing a good job for you. Can you give me five bucks? Or we happen to have a list of contacts that are big supporters of ours. And as all we have to do is tell them that we can count on your vote too. And uh, you won't have to worry about going out and raising money anymore. We'll do it for you. Now, on the insider training side, is there, has there been some law passed in the, in the past uh, where they exempted themselves from this? There has. And that's being revisited. There is a move afoot to ban them from doing any trading because of the fact they have the inside information and why they're in Congress. Uh, oh, yeah, and here's what you Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, that probably needs to be done. That's a good thing. See how far it's gone down the, down the, down the train track, though. Right. It's just sitting there. And here's their mindset. That's probably a good thing to do. Once I leave Congress... Let the new people pick it up. <laughs> yeah, they always just kick that one down the road. Yep. I, you know, uh, one of the things, I, I was aware of the fact that, like, the no guns allowed in D.C. thing, I know that's something they exempt themselves from. Yeah, because I know, I know where, uh, I know what kind of holster Chuck Schumer wears. You got a little inside information. Yeah, yeah, I know. The, I, I have a sponsor that uh, Chuck Schumer's really partial to their, their holsters. So, uh, Chuck well, Schumer, will, yeah. I will tell you this. It is uh, the exception, not the rule, that they exempt themselves from almost everything they pass. Right. So, in other words, you know, what other kind of things can we talk about? Okay, we're providing our health care for, for our people. $1,000 deductible, of course, we're exempted. Uh, you know, anything that costs them money, we're exempted. Anything that costs them possible legal uh, complications. We're exempted. Right. Um, and that's just the way they work. And then they, what they do is they tuck it in the bill. So it's not on the first page, it's on the last page. And you don't ever see it. Very few people bring it out. And uh, they've just been living high on the hog. And I think you got people now that are pulling that stuff and looking at it and saying, whoa, bad enough that you want to take my money and give it to illegals. Right, but you're you're giving it to yourself as well. This is ludicrous, and that's where they're at right now. And they're going to start paying a big price for it. Michael Letts is uh, the he runs something called InvestUSA.org, and what he does is he finds these very good protective vests for law enforcement. This is something they got to wear all day, every day. They got to be able to fight in it, drive in it, all this other stuff. He gives he's given over twelve thousand of these things to them Correct. for free. Over the course of time, including their canine chums, that's what he does on a regular basis. Law enforcement veteran and analyst par excellence. Thank you for joining me this morning, sir. Always my privilege. God bless you. God bless America. Look forward to doing it again. Roger that. When we get back, uh, 
I'm still getting texts from Nikki Haley, and it's beginning to uh, sap from me my will to live. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Had a friend on Facebook that posted out there that she was asking if she should feel bad because she wasn't getting any Nikki Haley texts. <laughs> uh, no, I, I wish I wish she would forget about me. I sure do. Carpro.com talk line is one 800 Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. As we get ready to go to the polls tomorrow and vote, which all of us should be doing. Every single one of us should be. If you haven't voted early, you should be going tomorrow. Um, as we get ready to go, one of the things that I'm looking forward to doing is uh, sending a very happy message to Nimrata because, uh, you know, she doesn't seem to quite get what's going on. See, one of the things she doesn't do, and I sort of understand it because, like, when I, with, with, with the syndicated show, which I'm responsible for the podcast for that, I never listen to me. I don't want to hear what I sound like, right? But sometimes you do need to listen to the playback, and Nikki needs to be looking at her playback. You know, actors and dancers and athletes, they all watch game films, right? And if there's a mistake, or places where the focus is lost or just plain bad habits, um, you know, that's, that's something you want to improve your game with. Are you sending the message you want to uh, send. But Nimrata, not so much. And uh, she said, and I quote, this is coming verbatim from our former governor. South Carolina will vote on Saturday, but on Sunday I'll still be running for president. I'm not going anywhere. I'm campaigning every day until the last person votes. Dropping out would be the easy route. I've never taken the easy route. I've been the underdog in every race I've ever run. Boss chick. That's, yeah, boss chick vibes. Yeah, Nikki, yeah. I, I don't know if that's her going, well, I'm going to lose Saturday and I'm still going to run anyway. But, <laughs> uh, Matt Vespa, and I've, I've I've had the occasion of meeting that young man a couple of times at a couple of NRA events. He writes for Town Hall. He wrote, uh, the primary is over. What's annoying about Haley is that maybe most voters don't want a Trump-Biden rematch, but they don't like to see her taking the stage. In the Republican Party, the mood is decidedly Trump, as it was in 2016. And some people cannot accept the will of the voters. And given Trump's legal baggage... I sometimes had my hesitations, but votes have been cast, and the base wants Donald again. Nikki has had enough runway and opportunities to depart from this race. She has refused, and Trump told Fox News last night why he thinks this woman hangs around, which is to help the Democrats. Everything Nikki's saying right now about Trump, about him being 80 years old and all this other stuff, all of this stuff will be replayed in ads on TV during the in, when we're heading towards the general. So all the stuff that she's saying and doing right now, which is not, and once again, because, uh, you know, she's sort of channeling her inner Democrat, norms are smashed. She's smashing the norms. I, you know, maybe uh, 
And I have to think. See, what Ron DeSantis did was perfect. The way he timed things was perfect. He went through he went through New Hampshire, and as soon as New Hampshire was done, he stepped out. Well, even before New Hampshire was done, he stepped out. Coming in second, he stepped out. And, uh, you know, that's that was the smart thing to do. Nikki, on the other hand, she's burning bridges. She is burning bridges. And is this, uh, does she, uh, you know, is she trying to appeal to the never-Trumpers? I don't know. She looking for a job at MSNBC? I don't know. Some left-wing think tank? Has she burned the future with the Republican Party? Probably. Is there sort of is there some sort of ego stroking from being a presidential candidate? I've seen people who have run for office who get a business card that says "former candidate for whatever," and that's hilarious to me. Because when you say "former," being former candidate for means you lost. That's just a long way of saying it. Mr. Vespa finishes up. The general election starts now. Another chapter at the end of this sad political saga regarding Nikki would be her insinuation that the Nevada primary was rigged. The contest wasn't rigged. You picked the wrong contest to participate in and still lost to no one, which garnered 63% of the vote to your 30%, Nikki. Republicans literally drove to the polls to vote for no one over you. And now you're going to have your final moments in public life end with a blowout loss in your home state. No one polled higher than Nikki Haley. She's also hung up on age. On uh, on Facebook, she said, 59% of Americans don't want two 80-year-old men running for president. If you don't want a Trump-Biden rematch, go vote today. As if she is the viable alternative. These are all ads to run this fall. I, you know, I don't know what uh, you know, the way the Democrats are going to go if they get out there and they hang it out there with it. Trump's old man, and they're running Biden. I don't know how that's going to play, but that's that's something that is stupid enough for them to go do. That's something that is stupid enough for them to do. So. You know, I, I don't know why I don't know why Trump's not out there invoking Reagan. You know, Reagan would look at Mondale and he looked at uh, who else did he look? Jimmy Carter. He looked at those guys and say, told him, said, you know, yeah, I'm older than you, but you guys are young and inexperienced. You don't know what I know. And then he went out and won two elections, one of them by a landslide. So, yeah. I don't know why we don't invoke some of that stuff. I know Trump's got a lot of distractions going on right now. I get it. I understand it. Coming up next, uh, when we get back, Joseph Connor. This is a guy who lost his father in 1975 to a Puerto Rican terrorist attack. And uh, a group from Puerto Rico that uh, set off a bomb in a restaurant. And then later, he saw his cousin, who was his father's godson, go down with the World Trade Center. This is a guy that's just looking for some justice. We're going to hear, try to get a quick snippet of his story because it's incredible. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD.